previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. Right out of high school, I went to Towson University outside of Baltimore. Most recently, I actually, when COVID was in effect and my daughter was homeschooling, I decided to take some classes. So I actually have a two-year IT degree from Northern Virginia Community College, too. Woohoo! Oh, wow. Um, and what was your major in college and all that stuff? So, beer. Yeah, partying with a minor in beer. Okay. Um, Love that. I honestly didn't, didn't Does it pay do the bills? too well. <laughs> no. No, it did not. Little's podcast on the WTFC podcast network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Little's. Hey, <gasps> tiny, tiny Chuck. Chuck. So let's get this rip the band aid right off. Brazelli was right. Yes. I believe 178. He mm-hmm. had the over or whatever we're calling it, but I told him to take the under because I thought Simon would be on before Tiny Chuck. Yes. But Tiny Chuck's back. And he has a, a little special guest, guest. Little special guest with him. Uh-huh. We might hear Yay, the tiniest Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> little cooing. She's chewing on rice crackers right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, Yum. Chuck pulled the ultimate here. He tells me, yeah, I'm available tonight. I got this hour time slot. This is perfect. <laughs> and I call him up. And he's like, what did you say? The wife already had something on the schedule or something? Yeah, she's got a dinner banquet for, you know, it's that time of year for Christmas parties right. and all that kind of stuff. And so I failed to look at the calendar. Ah. And she was like, okay, hi, bye, see you. <laughs> and you were like, wait, where are you going? i got a podcast. Yeah, like, hey, there's football on. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're glad you're here. Yeah. We have lots of catching up to do, obviously. Yes, lots. But why don't we do this? Let's rip the real Band-Aid off first, Chuck. Ugh. What Ouch. happened? Well, I don't know. It's kind of, it's it stings a little more since it was like so close. Yeah, uh, let's let's fill everyone in. All right, so this is our portion of saying goodbye. Should we sing so long, farewell? Avita okay. saying goodbye. <laughs> there you go. Tiny Chuck yeah. got chopped this week in the Loyal Littles podcast, Fantasy Football League. And it was rough. He got guillotine. Less than a point. Do we know how yeah. many hundreds of a point it was, That's Chuck? so brutal. Um, I want to say it was like 40. I mean, it was crazy close. Now, yeah. what we don't want to go too much because we don't want to just talk about fantasy football. We have lots of catching up to do. But, but the part of this I find the most humorous. Now, for the littles, you've been kind of following. You might just tune it out or you might just fast forward. I don't know what you do when we talk about our fantasy football league. <laughs> but it's one of these where once someone's out – then other people can bid. Right. You have an X amount of money. You can buy their players, essentially, if you outbid the other people that are left in the yes. competition. Yes. So this just two weeks ago, someone, I forget who, went out, and they had Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback. And mm-hmm. they also had Jalen Hurts, yeah. who's the Philadelphia quarterback. Yep. I thought everyone was going to go for Mahomes, so I bid on Hurts. Long story short, everyone went for Hurts. Nobody bid on Mahomes. So there was one opportunity for Chuck to have his guy. Yeah. It's your team, Chuck. Yeah. Your team. Yeah, my homie. Could could have had. Yeah. What is the name of your team? My homies. My homies. (laughs) I mean, the team is named after this guy. Could have had him. It went away. Okay. Blew it. I noticed that. Okay. Because I bid on Hertz and I didn't win. The next week, I only had $2 left. Mm -hmm. That's all I had. The money I had left. And I almost said something to Chuck. And I was like, ah, you know what? I'm going to keep my mouth shut. A real friend. <laughs> so I bid my two dollars, and I got Patrick Mahomes for two dollars. Wow! Got him for two dollars. You have how much money left? You had all the money you had. All you needed was three dollars. You could have had Patrick Mahomes. Gonna be moving on. <laughs> which you clearly would have played yesterday. Yep. And yes. you definitely would have want. You definitely would be moving on. So yes. that's what I find most humorous about this is that I snuck in there, got Patrick Mahomes for two dollars. Yeah. That's all I had left. I'm really laughing with you. I mean, look. <laughs> Granted, he didn't have a very good day yesterday, but definitely did better than your quarterback. Brutal. It's a brutal yeah. sport. Yep. Or, this is not a sport. It's a brutal game. All I know was the first <laughs> game that the Chiefs lost that Taylor oh. Swift was at. It was a bad day all around. Yeah. yeah. So, Chuck, tell me what you're thinking here. Do you think, um, is she uh, hurting your boys? What's going on? How do you, what's your, I, I've been meaning to get your take on this whole Taylor God, Swift I, thing. I am not going to go against the Swifty nation. No, she's probably great. She's great. She's everybody loves her. She's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I think I don't think she has anything to do with that. I we've got we've got way more problems than that for sure. You know, it's just gonna be one of those years. I don't know. We'll see what happens. 
there's a lot of parody in the sport right now. So, right, well, this is anybody, it's anybody's game, as they say. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, this is way too much sports talk for this podcast, but we we had to get the Yo, throw some hockey in there. While so, we're at it. No, we do bowling now. <laughs> we, do bowling. we do yeah. bowling. Yeah, bowling. Oh my gosh, I could not tell you anything about that. <laughs> so, Although I know what turkey is. <laughs> so we got the so long farewell out of the way. So that's yep, good. Yep. All right. So that's our fantasy football update. Update. All right. Now, Chuck, we have to catch up. How was your Thanksgiving? What did you do? Oh, <laughs> how much time do we have here? <laughs> we went to Kansas City and had a good time. You know, with, my mom lives up there, my sister. So we spent Thanksgiving with them. Everything was great until we all, there was like 10 of us that all made plans to go to the special exhibit at the museum and have lunch at the museum. And the exhibit was subpar. And the restaurant was closed. No. <laughs> so all of a sudden, 10 people are sitting in a museum and we had 10 different directions of what we should do and where we should go. And we, we should have filmed it because it would have been a perfect Thanksgiving dysfunctional movie of trying to coordinate 10 different people in, into one direction. It was, it was madness. Well, it sounds like the movie home for the holidays. What ended up happening? Did you get dinner? Uh, well, we all decided we went back to our hotel because we were all like, over it everybody got short after a while <laughs> people started getting hungry and yeah. then things like real serious so everybody kind of decided to go their separate ways and we reconvened later in the evening when calmer heads were ah. but did you get to see any movies while you're up there no we did watch elf okay oh, okay like really thanksgiving Saturday. but yeah we didn't have you know the only one i know is Planes, trains, and automobiles. I mean, maybe I saw a little bit of it. Chuck, we went through this like three years ago on the podcast when we first started. You had the list. You didn't keep that list. Remember, there was chicken run, but I thought it was turkeys, and you're like, no, it's chickens. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Chicken little. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. Oh, chicken run. Oh. That's yeah. not on. Like, it's not on TV. You got to like search that out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. And so my big one is always home for the holidays, and I think it gets a bad rap. Because I don't think exactly people think it's a Christmas movie. It's not. It is a Thanksgiving a, Day movie. It uh -huh. takes place on Thanksgiving Day and the night before, day after. It's hilarious. And I think by the time people realize when they search it, at, you know, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, they're like, oh, home for the holidays. Oh, this is a Thanksgiving movie. Well, we're not watching that now. You know what I mean? So I do. I think it got like a bad rap for that because. <laughs> it confused people. It confused people. The, the title yeah. confused people, yes. which is so interesting. You're right. I mean, it is. I mean, Thanksgiving is part of the holiday season. Yes. So, I mean, I think it's. I think you can loop I, both of those. I the mean, holiday. I guess. But once you hit December, watching a Thanksgiving movie to me is just. Eh. I guess. I mean, a couple days after is fine. Pers I don't know. I mean, I'd, I'd watch it, sure, mm -hmm. but. I mean, I, I like the movie, but and then Chuck, the other one was that I didn't watch this year was Dutch. Remember that. Oh, yes. Dutch, yeah. Dutch. Yeah, that's uh, another one. And what's his name? Ed O'Neill was the star. Ed O'Neill, right. Yep. Now, we did watch... Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. That mm -hmm. was on... Mm -hmm. Was that Thanksgiving Day? Yeah. It was. Yeah, okay. we were eating dinner. Yeah. yeah. But, but you cried. Yeah. I did? Yeah. Oh, I did. I always cried. You always cry at the end of that. Yeah. Well, it's a sappy one. It's yeah. Well, we're good to have you back. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've got much more to get into. Now, we haven't heard from the little one yet. She's Is she this really... Is this... Is this how lucky you are? This is how good your baby is? Oh, yeah, for sure. She's the best. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I haven't yep. heard her at all. Are you no. sure she's there? You want to go I told look her, for her? I'm doing a podcast. Got to keep down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's already listening to Papa. Wow. Excellent. All right. Well, maybe we'll hear from her later. I think we're going to do some news later. Okay. Uh, so don't go anywhere, Chuck, okay? Okay. Have you taught her how to say littles yet? Because we're about to do the <laughs> meet the littles. That's really well. No, well. <laughs> All right. Well, wait, wait for the cue, okay? All right. We have this is this is such a cute meet the littles guest. This one was just what was that? That was her. That was her. What'd she do? She just that. went, ha. Huh. Oh. She said little. She's like, shut up, Chuck. Let's get, let's get to the guest. All right, let's just little. do that. You'll enjoy it. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with meet the littles. Hey, this is Sean Smith. You're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network.
We are being played in this episode by Amy Cullum, and this song is called Santa's Guilty, and it's written by Colin Steele, and that's who wrote in and gave us permission to play the song. And if you like what you hear and you want to get in touch with Colin, you can reach him at his email address, steelman64 at aol.com. That's S-T-E-E-L-E-M-A-N, the number 64 at aol.com, and we'll put all that in the show notes for you. But remember, the most important thing is we will play the full song, Santa's Guilty, at the end of the podcast. All you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And Roxy. Yeah, Chuck. I don't know what we're going to talk about. I know. Nothing to talk about. We have Didn't like fill out the form at all. No content whatsoever. But he did send a three-page <laughs> single-space typed document. Resume. Document to sure. go along with it. So let's jump right into it. We're not going to have time for everything, but we're going to get to meet him. Please welcome to the podcast, Charlie Warren. Hey, Charlie, how's it going? Very good. Howdy, everyone. Thank you for letting me join in the family. I love letting. Absolutely. Oh, that's so sweet. He yeah. calls it a family. I know. It yeah. is a family. And we were just talking off air, as we always do. And he just said, he's like, I'm late to the party, and you don't want to feel like Oliver from the Brady Bunch. <laughs> and what was her name from uh, Big Bang Theory? Amy Farrah Fowler. Amy <laughs> but you're catching up quickly. You are. Yes. This is amazing. And just recently, you had your third email read on the show, on the big show? I did. That's I excellent. did. It was a very exciting amazing. moment. It's, so, it's kind of a role here in 2023 for me. All right. Uh, well, this might make you feel even better. Chuck here yes. has only had two yep. read on the big show. <laughs> oh. So there you go. You're beating Chuck right now. So there you go. <laughs> Not that that's a big deal, but you know, it is. Yeah. You've got a few things on your plate. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't read so one in a while. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, listen, Charlie. Thank you for taking the time. You know what we do here. Take a second. Introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there. Tell us a little something about yourself. Certainly. Uh, hi, I'm Charlie Warren. I was raised up on a mountaintop in Elkins, Arkansas. That's a small rural community in the Ozark Mountains next to the University of Arkansas in Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. I come from a family of educators. My dad was my elementary principal and my mom is a teacher. However, I did not have that in my gene. I am not a teacher. In fact, I learned very early on in high school that I was meant to be an accountant. And uh-huh. I learned that. And so I went to the University of Arkansas as an accounting major and was a firm the whole time, learned what a CPA was and how to become one. And I graduated, got my CPA license and moved to Fort Smith. And I've been in Fort Smith ever since. Did you know Roxy's dad is an accountant? Yeah. No, I don't think I've connected that yeah. yet. He's no? also got a uh, hole in so one. He, he has. Well, now yes. I am jealous there. <laughs> My son, as a 10-year-old, I was with him at a first tea course, and he got a hole in one. Are you so kidding me? So I got me? to witness that for him. So, wow. Uh, I've never old. hit that. And so, yeah, it was one of those, you know, little short par threes oh. that he hit it really well, and it rolled up. And yes, I think I got more excited than he did, but that's what a dad is. See, that's really sweet. I would have been like, what a jerk. Like, <laughs> well, you know, sadly on the scorecard, I got a birdie, but that, oh. you know, who cares about my birdie? Right, I, I did right. well too, but not compared to that. So he's well, got that up in his house. Yeah. Well, you're due. You're yeah, due right. for yours. Yes, absolutely. You're due someday. It'll happen. Yeah. How old was your dad? Does he care? We tell his age. He was 65. 65. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Impressive. So- yeah. Took him a while. Let's go back to your son's hole in one. And what I want to talk do you remember my friend, her son that goes to Binghamton? Yes. He's on the golf team there. And I wanted to kill it. Like, she wrote this thing <laughs> saying, like, oh, this was his fifth hole in one or something like that. What? Oh, I my know. goodness. Yeah. Right. And I was like, what a punk. He's like 23 and he's got five hole in ones. I'm yeah. like, that's just insane. Yeah. 
But uh, Roxy, also, do you want to tell him what you did in Fayetteville, Arkansas? Oh, my gosh. Chuck and I here rode a camel in the town square. In Fayetteville, Arkansas. In Fayetteville. Yeah. We wow. were there. We were there just before the holidays. Yeah. It was like between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And yeah. we were there with White Christmas and... Yeah, they. It was their festival. It was or, their festival. Maybe it was their yeah. tree lighting, probably it, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think that. it was their tree lighting. They had a. It was a nice gathering. Yeah, in the they town had, square, it was a big to do, and they, they had, had live camel camels. rides. Yeah. Yes, they they really know how to do it up there in the they town square. They sure do. Now, <laughs> now were let's you come... there purposely for a show or anything like that? Yeah, we yeah. were or... there for the na- with the national tour of White Christmas yeah, back in 2013. Was that 13 okay. or 15? I think. 13. Yeah, I think 13. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so we were there with the show for a week. And one of the nights we went and checked it out and the lights were so pretty. They did a really nice job with the holiday lights. And and yeah, they offered, I think, pony rides for the kids and camel rides, camel rides for yep. the adults. <laughs> yep. Well, they definitely know what they're doing there in right. Fayetteville. There's no question <laughs> yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. And the Walton Art Center is a nice venue and so we go as often as we can i just didn't make it to that particular one but i've seen a number of shows there oh really well maybe i've played there probably five or six times so so who knows but let's get back to you now did you always know i think you kind of hinted you always knew you wanted to be an accountant or is that just something what was your major in college and things like that my major in college was accounting and every step of the way it was affirmed to me that this is what I meant to do. It's in my DNA. Ah. Not only am I an accountant, I'm an accountant's accountant. I am a, I call myself a professional volunteer treasurer Ah. because I'm willing to be the treasurer of any organization that I'm with. It may be difficult to hear, but my hobbies include working in a spreadsheet and just organizing stuff. No, that's, I understand. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's just what I do. You'd be a great stage man. I was going to say, that's almost... That's almost like a stage manager's brain. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It totally yeah. is. It, Spreadsheets. It yeah. gives me some sense of accomplishment and control, and it's allowed me to do some interesting things. You know, when you're married, my wife, when she marries a CPA and our kids go to school, she would go, and of course, she was married to a CPA, so that meant that she automatically should be the PTA treasurer. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so even though she doesn't like accounting, so I would be her accountant for yep. her. Yep. And I got more and more involved as the treasurer of the PTA at our local schools and even at the district level, so much so that I became the state level PTA treasurer wow. for Arkansas oh. and even took a term of two years as the Arkansas PTA state president. And wow. so that was very interesting. And that was like a you know a second job to some point. But I also believe that that's what allowed me to get my job that I currently have, which is the CFO of Fort Smith Public Schools, because I had worked with the superintendent of schools and he had seen me run a PTA meeting at the district level and knew I could do it efficiently. And he knew that I cared about public education because of my parents' background. And so even though I didn't have a background in governmental accounting, he hired me. He basically says, we can teach you public education finance. We can't teach you to care about education. Right. And so I think the PTA work is what helped me get the job that I have. I'm in my 15th year and I absolutely love it. I believe very passionately in what we do in public education. And I'm not going to be that teacher in the classroom. My son is, my son-in-law, my daughter-in-law are all teachers, and I'm grateful that they are in the classroom doing the great work, and I'm just grateful that I can be in the background making sure they get paid on time and the bills are paid in a timely manner. I often tell people that everyone has a favorite teacher, but nobody has a favorite accountant, and I'm okay with that. Well, we do. I can can live with that. I I want people to think about their favorite teacher. And I'll just do the background work with the staff <laughs> that I work with and be very happy to do it. I mean, yes. we have a favorite accountant because it's Roxy's dad. Right. So, but There you go. Other than that, I understand what you're saying. Now, I'm just skimming. I'm just littles. So prepared. Were you a Boy Scout growing up? No, we were too small of a school to really have an organized mm. Boy Scout program. Okay. Well, you're very prepared. He's got ties to Springfield, Missouri, Roxy. Yeah. That's where the first, was that the first firm you worked for? Yes, it was headquartered in Springfield, and so I was very familiar with that city, and uh, my brother actually uh, married a girl from Springfield, and so they moved to Fayetteville, and they live in Fayetteville now, and so 
I'm very familiar with Springfield and he's been and, to Bass Pro a few times, in other words. <laughs> yes, yes. Absolutely. And then you you brought up your children. Yeah. Yes. So one of them, I guess it would have to be our favorite, right, Roxy? I mean, I mean, yes. I mean hello. Yeah. Because he got married the same day Chuck and Roxy got married. That's exactly right. Uh, I didn't realize day. it until I caught up on the podcast when you were actually creating a podcast on your wedding day. Yep. I realized yep. that yep. that was the exact <laughs> same day that I was up in Bentonville, Arkansas, mm. on a beautiful, perfect, sunny day where we thought COVID was over. So in Arkansas, we weren't wearing masks and it was a beautiful day. Yeah. We could actually walk outside while they were changing the venue from the ceremony to the reception. Wow. And it was a beautiful day where it was cloudless, but not too hot and not too cold. And then come back in and it was just, we just looked at each other and going, this is the perfect day for a wedding. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm sure you found it to be the perfect day for a Absolutely. wedding. Even yes. where you were. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Now, speaking of weddings, I just want to mm -hmm. touch upon this because we're almost up for a break. But this sounds so cool. Now, Marley, is that your daughter? My daughter's name is Marley. Okay. Yes. She was scheduled to get married on July 11th, it says, 2020. But talk about this progressive wedding oh, because this yeah. sounds so crazy, so cool. but yet so cool. Certainly. So she got engaged in 2019 and started doing all the fun things that you're supposed to do. Find, found a dress, found a venue, found yep. event plan, Checking all those, those things. Checking sent out, save the dates. Yep. And they yep. even had a cartoonist to create a little postcard of oh, uh, her and her husband to be and their two dogs. And it was just a nice little save the date. And we get to March 13th and we go, well, what do we need to do? And then by April or May, we realize, okay, we can't yeah. continue to do this. Mm -hmm. We changed it. We were going to try to do it in November, the ceremony. Uh, they even changed the uh, cartoon and put little face masks on their cartoon <laughs> nice. people yeah. and yeah. dogs. But even that didn't work out. But they realized they still wanted to get married on that date. And because you still couldn't have big groups together. Yeah. We realized that their family, their grandparents from both sides were scattered across Arkansas. And so we got together in our house and we kind of sketched out on a dry erase board. How can we have a progressive wedding where we just let the two of them go across the state so they can spend a few moments with each member of the oh, family yeah. and we divide the ceremony into the parts that you'll see those family. And so they started in Lake Village, Arkansas, which is in the lower east corner of the state. And they're going to end up in Fayetteville, which is in the west north corner of the state. Mm -hmm. And so it was just scattered enough so that they could visit and do uh, the first look and prep in Lake Village and then move over to a town called Smackover, yeah. where they got to do Charlie, exchange value. If you don't mind, let me read this real quick. It's, it's amazing. Sure. So the first look was where her grandmother was. Then the smackover where you were just referring to is home of his grandparents. Then they said, I do with her parents and the ring bearer in uh, Sherwood. Then your family uh, and the flower girls joined as you walked her down the aisle in your hometown church. And that's Correct. in Elkins. Is that right? Yes, that was in Elkins. That's the town that I grew up in. It was just easier for them to meet up in Elkins than to come all the way to Fort Smith. Yeah. So that's where my brothers were and my, that's my mom so cool. and dad. And so... Yeah we had access to the little community church. And so we were able to open up the church and just spread out in the wow. pews and they did it by themselves. Just the two of them driving along the whole way. Yep. The only person that followed them, that even though parents want to be there at every step of the way, yeah. we promised, no, we'll be only in our spot. But they had a friend that was a videographer. Yeah, sure. And oh, so the videographer so followed them and just took videos along the way. And then they ended up after we did a cake and a reception at our church in Elkins, then the wedding party, which is basically the brother and sisters of them, they went and danced and sang karaoke in Fayetteville oh, the rest of that evening. Right? It was a long so day fun. for them. Sure. On July 11th, so they got to keep their original dates. Okay. And that's what we did on that Saturday mm -hmm. is they spent the whole day moving all the way across the state in this progressive wedding, much like a progressive dinner that you move from house to house yeah. as you eat a course, we called it our progressive wedding. And uh, we've even talked to some friends that uh, some friends of my son 
who moved to Delaware. He's a corporate attorney and she's a journalist. And we talked to her last Thanksgiving. And so she worked it up as an article. And we think we're going to get an article written about it in the Celebrate Arkansas magazine sometime in February. So we'll be anxious to see. They also got to play because she still wanted the ceremony. But it was two years later that she actually got the ceremony where all of her friends could come and they didn't Mm -hmm. have to wear masks. Mm -hmm. And so at the ceremony, at the reception, they actually played the video that had been edited together to make it look like here's what the full day looked like as if this was a complete wedding with me walking her down the aisle and then exchanging vows and flower girls. So it's just people are creative. Yes. Not just me, but just people are creative and you take worst scenarios and you try to make the best of it and Mm -hmm. you just try to have fun with it. Mm -hmm. And it's not just us. I mean, I know that there's examples of that across the nation. that had to deal with this. And so we're just excited that we were able to take something as negative as COVID and turn it into something somewhat positive and make it memorable. And so we're grateful that we were able to do that. Yeah. I mean, what a clever way to involve everyone yet not create a, what they call a a spreader event. Is that what they were called? Yes, exactly. That's exactly right. We were still... Because that was still in the middle of it in the summer of 2020 when we were still not sure when this was ever going to end. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, Charlie, your other kids won't be upset if we don't go into that much detail about their weddings, right? (laughs) No, no. Like I say, they knew they had a perfect day. (laughs) They're they're very pleased. Excellent. Well, listen, we've got a lot more to get into, but we need to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is the Laura Littles Podcast. With Chuck and Ross. I'm dreaming of a golf Christmas. Play me. Watch the palm trees swaying in Boca, where I'll be playing. Scope out the place I'll soon call Kristen Onstadt, episode 21. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast and Roxy. Yeah, Chad. We're lucky enough to have Charlie Warren with us. Oh, this is so great. So great. Now, he's from Arkansas, so we're going to get into that in a second because I always love that. Mm -hmm. States with no professional teams. Yep. But Charlie, let's find out. The whole point of this is how you became a little. How did that all start? Well, back when Tony was on ESPN, ESPN radio finally came to Fort Smith and I started listening to him and also remember the first day Mike and Mike was on. Mm. And I really connected with his show specifically, Andy Poland. I like, you know, he had regular people that called in, you know, the lady from Denver. It's just, I like the fact that he was very pointed about his opinions. I shared a lot of the opinions. It wasn't all about sports. He didn't want to talk to athletes. He had a lot of rapport and a lot of joking, a lot of laughter. And I just really enjoyed it very, very much. And then when he went off ESPN radio, that was about the same time he started PTI. So I followed it very closely and and I've always enjoyed PTI. A lot of times recording it with a DVR just Mm -hmm. to catch up on what's going on. It finally took a while before I realized he's got a podcast. He keeps talking about it. 
And I finally, in 2019, decided, okay, I'm going to just take the time to put this podcast on and start listening to it regularly. And it was the time of the Nationals World Series. And so it just was a good time to do it. And I've been all in ever since then. Nice. All right. And now real quick, let's go into it because you are from Arkansas. So what's your favorite sport? Where's your favorite team? That well, kind of stuff. I root for all things Razorbacks. Of doesn't matter what the sport is. For baseball, I follow the Cincinnati Reds. And oh. that was primarily when I was a kid. Uh, they were the best team sure. when I started watching baseball. And the fact that I was a second baseman and Joe Morgan was the best second baseman. And so I wanted to follow his team. Sure. When I started enjoying football, also, it seemed like the only team that was on was the Miami Dolphins. And I was especially a fan of Bob Greasy because he had that Clark Kent glasses on. And so I kind of like that underdog mentality. I will root for underdogs a lot. And so I adopted that team and I've stuck with it all through adulthood. And even in basketball, I would adopt the Milwaukee Bucks because the best basketball player to come out of Arkansas is a man named Sidney Moncrief, and he got drafted by the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh. And so I've followed them. And it also helps that the Bucks are a lot like my mascot, Elkins Elks. We were the Elks and had a very close logo to the Milwaukee Bucks. So oh. those are those three teams. I play basketball and baseball, especially as a kid and even as an adult as softball and three-on-three and things like that. But I enjoy watching football the most, NFL and college. Great. I was going to say, now you're talking about a favorite player, but is your wife a little upset with you about that? Because you had a certain player written down here who came from your wife's hometown. <laughs> yes. She grew up in Hamburg, Arkansas, home of Scotty Pippen. Now, Scotty didn't go through the University of Arkansas as a Razorback, so we knocked him down a little bit because of that. <laughs> right. But uh, he's definitely probably the best NBA player to come out of Arkansas. Mm with yeah. all of his awards and accolades. She was a cheerleader as a sophomore when he was a senior, but oh, he grew during college. So he wasn't become the elite basketball player when he was in high school. It wasn't until he got in college yeah. that he, he actually grew and became as good. But because she doesn't care for sports, she didn't care that I didn't necessarily root for the Bulls. Gotcha. <laughs> well, I was also going to say, wasn't it really Michael Jordan that made him? Go- no, just kidding. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Now, a few more things before we get to our fun, dumb questions. There's so much fun going through these sheets of paper that you gave me. We want to talk about your theatrical career. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, you say here it's how you got COVID. Oh. Um, and you missed a few shows. But the, the part I want to get to, Roxy, is because uh, for those of you that know, I am a director... I call myself a moogographer, not a choreographer, moveographer. But I have directed a lot of shows, and I've directed Annie four or five times. Yeah. Okay? Now, it says, I missed a few shows, but I was cleared to return for the final week. I like the ensemble. It allows me to ham it up <laughs> without having to learn too many lines. That is, now, yes. I'm like, okay, so you're the guy I hate. Okay? But then he no, says, no. directors like me because I take practice seriously, yeah. and I still keep it fun. Okay, that's fair. Great. And I do want to note that when I say I ham it up, I don't full focus. Okay, on that's what I was just going to say, sir. I, I okay. will find moments where there's a lull, and then I can do some little thing. I'll make facial expressions or yep. something like that. Yep. I'll have to send you. I've got a great facial expression that I made during one of the shows of My Fair Lady, and oh. it's one that is so iconic as far as it's, you know, it's not an attractive picture. Let's not pretend. It was when I was in the ascot. And so I'm all fancied up, but mm-hmm. my face of shock of having to hear Eliza do the little speak. Move your blue and off. Right. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I blew it up into one of those covers that you can put on a suitcase. Oh yeah. So you can find it in the airport. And so <laughs> it makes my suitcase very easy to see. I love that. Wow. I love that. That's but again, fantastic. you don't do it during an important scene. You don't want to pull focus right. on nope. what's going right. on, but you right. want to act the part and act as best you can. Absolutely. And make it as entertaining to those that are kind of wandering from not a boring scene, but a scene that's mm-hmm. just part of the plot oh. and see if you can engage the audience Absolutely. to to I bet he keep, was a blast keep their late, attention. Late in act two, Gus ear up, Gus ear up. That whole transition where the tree comes out and I bet you were like a blast in that. Because that's where the <laughs> that's the, the one song where the ensemble, I guess I would say, the 
you know, Warbucks staff, they kind of shine a little bit there. Oh, yeah. You know, and of course, you know, the first one, I think you're going to like it here and stuff. But Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. wow. All right. All right. As long as you're not pulling focus. That's all I wanted to say. I I won't do that. I agree with you. Having not having the pressure of having to learn too many lines and just being able to have fun in the background is so, so Mm -hmm. great. Yeah. Well, listen, Charlie, we could go on and on. Both your sons are percussionists. I mean... What? Uh, uh, my son is a percussionist and his wife, Jackie, are both percussionists and they played in the Razorback marching band. Right. Mm. I mean, the, the, the list here is... And we've already got so our five mediocre minutes ready to go. Oh, yes. And eventually, <laughs> we're going to have you back on for five mediocre minutes and we're going to be good to go here. I'm going to hold on to this. <laughs> Or you'll just resend Very me good. the email, one yeah, or the other. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get to some of these other things that we didn't get on here. Okay. But uh, can't thank you enough for coming on to Meet the Littles. Now we have fun, dumb questions for you. So we hope That'll that's okay. Great. Okay. Of course. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? I am a plain vanilla. Okay. I can't help it. I know there are others that like the There's no need to apologize. No, definitely not. That's yeah. my thing. Yeah. I'm a, do you like yeah. French vanilla? What kind of vanilla? Is it just vanilla, French vanilla? Yeah, French vanilla is great. I can remember enjoying that straight out of the box many, mm-hmm. many times. So, Absolutely. Yes. Any toppings or just And, of course, cream? in Arkansas, we, we have homemade ice cream. Ooh. And oh. so we can have homemade vanilla ice cream that you make in the tub. And so that's especially good. Nice. Excellent. All right. If you could live in any TV home or movie home, what would it be? It would be in the Beverly Hillbillies yes. home. Yeah. I would fit right in. I can eat vittles with anybody. <laughs> uh, you know. Okay, I'm, wait. I'm from the Ozark Plateau, so we're kind of considered Arkansas hillbillies anyway. So Love I think it. I'd fit right in. Okay. Now, this is not for me, of course. I'm just for our listeners, just in case. What are vittles? What are those? Vittles are the nice way that a rural person will say food. It's just, just food, a lot of times kind of vittles. Food. Yeah, usually it's food that you've hunted and prepared. Ah. Um, and so a, a lot of times I would consider vittles to be to hunt and prepare and then put in a stew or just eat sure. on a plate. That's okay. my definition. It's not official. I right. haven't called into Webster's, so. Well, it's now the official of the Loyal Littles podcast because yes. we've never had that on this podcast after 280-some yeah. episodes. And I'll be honest now, I didn't have any idea, so I wanted to genuinely ask. So yes. I'd, I'd heard the term all the time, but I just didn't know if it was a certain yes. kind of food. I, honestly, I, I was going to lean towards grits, you know, a type well, of grit. I think it's yeah. certainly, but I think of it as more generic because yeah, it can sure. be all sorts of different kinds of food that okay. uh, just like uh, a, a term, an endearing term for food. Love yep. it. Okay. Love it. In the countryside. <laughs> yep. Okay. Would you rather win an Olympic medal, an Academy Award, or the Nobel Peace Prize? That's a tough one. I'm going to go with, I'd have to say, an Olympic medal. I think there is something special about representing a country. Mm. Yep. And that may make it different than the others because they are much more individualized, yep. even though you probably get some individual attention. But you'd have something to hold, a medal, and carry around and keep in your pocket and just show at any point in time. But you'd also be able to always associate yourself with the USA. Yeah. Absolutely. Nice. All right. If you could have dinner with anyone from history, who would it be? Uh, Lincoln. Excellent. Abraham Lincoln. I think that'd be interesting, especially if it's just one. I've heard you ask the question about a dinner party. Yep. Uh-huh. And it's one that I actually had done back when I was uh, profiled as a CPA by the State Society of CPAs in Arkansas. They asked mm-hmm. the question to who are your four members of a dinner party. Of course, I had Tony Kornheiser. Even 15, 20 years ago, uh-huh. I'd listed Tony yeah. Kornheiser. But the others that I had listed was Mel Brooks, uh-huh. George Will, and Larry Gatlin. Oh. I figured I got the industries covered with music, entertainment, yeah. political, and sports, and I could just sit there and listen to them tell stories. Wow. Yeah. Did you ever get to see Larry Gatlin perform? Yes, I got to see him on my birthday. Oh, wow. In Branson, Missouri. He oh. did, he performed on my birthday back, I think, when I was 20 years old, and he's performed in Branson a number of times, and I've seen him again, but I'm just a huge fan and I love his music, and I think it also has to do with the fact that he's the oldest of three boys as well, yeah. just like me. Yep, mm-hmm. really nice. I got to meet him once. Didn't never, I've never gotten oh, to hear him perform, oh. but he worked oh. for the same touring company. You probably might not know this. He went out on tour 
with the tour of Civil War, the Broadway yeah. show, the Civil War. It was on Broadway and really? they went on tour and him and his bro- the brothers went, they all went out on the tour with it. And uh, wow. yeah, because I was actually up to drum it, but Larry was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, I'm bringing my own drummer. <laughs> So I did the other show for the touring company, but our tours crossed paths. And so we just, we got to meet him. That was it. I didn't get to see the show, unfortunately, but seemed like a really nice guy. Really nice. That's what I was wondering. All right, Roxy, what's next? All right. If you could travel anywhere in the world, where would it be? Well, uh, I'd probably want to go to England. I haven't been able to do that. I have a bucket list that's associated with movies. Like what my bucket list accomplished is to run at dawn up the steps in Philadelphia, like Rocky, Mm -hmm. and run at St. Andrew's Beach like they did in Chariots of Fire. Oh, nice. And also sing Hooray Me on the, uh, what is it, the steps there in Austria. Yeah, in Austria, right. Marabella or something like that. So I'd like to go to London and just to see what that's like. Sure, sure. All right, last one. What is your favorite family tradition? My favorite family tradition is growing up in Elkins, we would gather together the Sunday before Thanksgiving on my mom's side, and cousins and uncles would all come together, and we'd have a grand time telling stories of growing up in Elkins, and then we'd inevitably, after we all ate, would go outside and play Nerf football for hours. Mm. And that was just some of my fondest memories are the stories that were told around the dinner table and the times of just playing with cousins. Nice. Oh, that's great. So clever again. I love that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, Roxy. All right, rapid fire? Yep, let's do it. Okay, Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Smooth peanut butter, please. <laughs> the Brady Bunch or the Partridge Family? I will not be a Wilbon and push. <laughs> I'll actually choose the Partridge Family. Okay. Excellent. All right, and tis the season. Eggnog, yay or nay? I am a nay to eggnog. Okay. Okay. Cake or pie? Cake. Pancakes or waffles? I'm going to go with pancakes. Okay. And single sink or double sink? I've only known the double sink. Uh, I like to be able to stay organized and (laughs) wash and... (laughs) Yep. And, and clean rinse. in an efficient manner. And so I need two sinks to be able to do that. Okay. All right. Okay. And Uranus jokes, not funny or never not funny? Never not funny. Excellent. Love it. All right, Charlie, thank you so much for taking the time to come on and meet the Littles. Now, is there anything we can plug for you? And how can people get in touch with you if you want to be gotten in touch with? You can reach me on Facebook as Charles Warren in Fort Smith. I don't really have anything to plug. I just encourage everyone go out to their local community theater and see a show. Oh, that's sweet. I love that. We highly encourage that ourselves. Absolutely. So thank you again for taking the time. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? I have to follow what the patent says. (laughs) I'm a rule follower. (laughs) And I also have to adhere to the hospitality industry. (laughs) So I must go over. It's so bad that I've actually talked to a custodian in our office and gotten a little key that I can go and change (laughs) in some public venues where if it's not the right way, and if I've got the right key, I can turn it over to the correct logical way. I know I can't help myself. That's fantastic. All right. Well, thanks again for coming on to Meet the Littles. We really appreciate the time. Thank you for having me. I had a great time. I appreciate the opportunity to talk to everyone. All right, all you loyal listeners. We'll be right back. I'm Christopher Giannini from Memphis, Tennessee, and you are listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and thank you, Charlie Warren, for coming on to meet the Littles. Now, I, what, what do you want to do first? You want to do news? We have some news and we have some emails. Ooh. Let's do news first. Here we go. <laughs> Crew aboard a U.S.-bound plane discovered a missing window pane at 13,000 feet. Now, I forgot to mention before I go any further, I think we're going to say these uh, news items are dedicated to the, you had one job, okay? (laughs) And someone's definitely getting fired over some of this. Oh, my gosh. Okay. A U.S.-bound plane took off from London last month with four damaged window panes, including two that were completely missing. 
according to UK air accident investigators. No one was injured by the window malfunctions, which appear to have been caused by high power lights used in a film shoot. What? Now, some of this I sort of get, okay, because, well, we're going to get into this in a second. The plane wasn't very full. The aircraft departed from London's Stansted Airport on the morning of October 4th, carrying 11 crew members and nine passengers, all of whom were employees of the tour company of the aircraft's operating company. The single-aisle aircraft Airbus A321 can seat more than 170 passengers, but the small group of passengers were all seated in the middle of the cabin, just ahead of the overwing exits. The missing windows weren't discovered until the plane was climbing at an altitude of 13,000 feet. Several passengers recalled that after takeoff, the aircraft cabin seemed noisier and colder than they were used to. (laughs) A crew member walked towards the back of the aircraft where he spotted a window seal flapping on the left side of the aircraft. The window pane appeared to have slipped down. He described the cabin noise as loud enough to damage your hearing. As the airplane approached 14,000 feet, the pilots reduced speed and stopped the ascent. An engineer and co-pilot went back to take a look at the window and agreed the aircraft should turn around immediately. Oh, my gosh. You think? I mean, yeah. I I don't know how high they were supposed to be going eventually. But anyway, the plane landed safely back at the airport after 36 minutes of total flying time, during which the plane had remained pressurized normally, quote unquote. Okay. After inspecting the plane from the ground, the crew discovered that a second window pane was also missing and a third was dislodged. A fourth window appeared to be protruding slightly from its frame. One shattered window pane was later recovered from the runway during a routine inspection. Oh my gosh. The windows may have been damaged by high power floodlights used during filming the day before the flight, according to AAIB's assessment. Filming for what? I don't know. Maybe they were filming a commercial or I'm not sure what it was. But now the only thing I could think of is maybe there weren't like flight attendants on this because it was just a company flight. You know what I'm saying? My guess is if I'm going to get yelled at for not having like my carry on under the seat in front of me properly. I mean, don't you think someone (laughs) should be like thoroughly checking the plane before they take off? I mean, Uh... yeah. I don't know. I just, like I said, I feel like this needs to be filed under someone's going to lose their job over this. I mean, thank goodness nothing bad happened. Now, what happens to you if, if that happens, Chuck? I mean, do you think, how are you reacting? Are you just going to be like, get me the hell out or? You mean if I'm on that flight? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm screaming bloody murder. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I've seen, I mean, I've seen way too many movies, I guess, where like when the window breaks, there's like shit flying all over the right that people are getting sucked out all over the plane and you know the air things drop down you got to put on your mask and breathe well that's the other uh, thing i don't understand is how it was not noticed i mean i guess if it's a pretty big plane i'm trying to think of these big planes right you know and if it was like the last four rows and no one had to get up to go to the back well obviously they were still you know ascending so i'm sure they had the seatbelt sign on still Mm -hmm. and stuff like that but no, I'm done. I'm done with that airline. I'm <laughs> right. You can have your freaking flyer <laughs> miles back. Right. Like, walk by and make sure the tray tables are up and look and see that the window's out. Right. And yeah, you've got some uh, training issues going on. Well, that's what I'm saying. I feel like there still has to be someone on that flight, you know, that yeah, checks right. those things. Yeah, right. Sure. Checks the plane. Yeah. Like the emergency door. I would think. Make sure they're closed. I <laughs> thought planes should don't take off until everything's been checked. Well, the only other thing I can think of is if the window shades were down. Because remember mm-hmm. the one in the article, it said it was flapping. Yeah. So if the shades were down or up, however they go on that plane. Right. Then maybe they didn't notice the glass missing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Don't they make you put those up when you take off? Or uh, Well, like mm-hmm. I said, this was a... I would need more clarification on the flight. It sounds like it was like almost like a private plane for this company. Maybe. So maybe they. Yeah, I think we're making ways. We're making giving them excuses that they should. (laughs) All right. Well, if you didn't like screwed the pooch on this one. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of giving someone too much credit, let's go to this one. Colorado funeral home owners arrested following the discovery of 190 decaying bodies. Ew! What? They were arrested Wednesday after nearly 200 decaying corpses were found improperly stored at their facility. This is also near, I think, uh, we have some friends in Colorado. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Uh, The owners of the Return to Nature Funeral Home were arrested on four felony charges, including abuse of a corpse, money laundering, and forgery, according to a statement from the district attorney, 
for Colorado's 4th Judicial District. The pair were taken into custody without incident in Wagoner, Oklahoma. You ever played there, Chuck? <laughs> no. Both are being held on bonds set at $2 million. The probable cause affidavit has been sealed, but District Attorney Michael Allen said that he would not contest releasing it to the public at a later date. I want to warn you, the information contained in the affidavit is absolutely shocking, he told reporters. Police first searched the funeral home located roughly 30 miles south of Colorado Springs in the town of Penrose on October 3rd after receiving a report of abhorrent smell coming from the building. What they found inside was horrific, according to the county sheriff, who declined to go into further detail, understandably. We're kind of right, thankful right. for that. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> let me... Really? Let me, what? Yeah. yeah. I, this is just... Okay. So the investigators originally estimated the 2,500-square-foot building contained about 115 bodies, but after transporting all remains to the El Paso County Coroner's Office, they raised that number first to 189, then to 190 individuals. The process of identifying specific victims is ongoing. In total, 110 individuals have been identified using fingerprints, dental records, and medical hardware. 25 bodies have been released back to their families. Now, the other thing about this is they were talking about in the article about they were replacing, instead of ashes, they were using uh, grinded up cement, apparently, or something like that. This always intrigued me. I always wondered about that. So like, making the families think that they... right that why i why would someone do that i well that I mean, just makes me angry <laughs> well it's just like, gross i mean why That's i mean i've I seen some know. crazy things in movies and stuff but i've never seen anything i've never heard of anything like that no. in real life and there must be a reason for it like what's the um well i don't want to go in there i don't want to go that far but what's there is a, a thing called for people who like to have Intercourse. Oh, don't go there, Chuck. Yeah, don't Chuck, you don't go there. Well, I'm just saying there's there's a term for that, right? <laughs> I'm sure there is. For dead but, bodies? Uh, I'm sure there is, there. but this, this is, this is just, I, I'd be curious to follow this and see what ends up happening. No, I'm not saying that's what these people were doing. I, I want to be clear on that. I'm not saying that. That's I'm just saying. so many. Because everyone's like, well, why would they do this? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, there are things. Well, right, anyway, let's, yes. Let's... People do crazy things, yes. Oh, there she is. I heard. <laughs> yep. I heard her. She's she's disgusted by this. She's story. like, let's not go into this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree, Sophia. Let's get off of that. That's the news. <laughs> that, weird news. That, that that is definitely the weird news of the day for us. That was yeah. I'll try to find something a little more Christmassy next time <laughs> for the podcast. It's just what came up. All right, That's let's get we it. we have time for a few 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 uh, emails and notes and all that stuff. First, we have some thank yous. We got some Christmas cards. Brad Phillips, Howie Stoopsy Stoops, sent us some Christmas cards. So thank you for that. Now this year, Roxy and I we did join that Littles mailing. Yeah, uh, the Christmas, Christmas card. exchange card yeah. card exchange, whatever that's called. Yep. That Jamie Julian uh, episode five. Yes. Has I think she's in charge of it. That's who I emailed to say I wanted to do it. We're going to do that this year. Mm -hmm. Shout out Lee Gordon, episode 80, who we got to meet at Hurley's for his voiceover event. He yeah. was in town, so we yeah. got to see him. He yeah. posted a nice picture of us on Smart and Funny. Yes. That was nice. So we wanted to give him a shout out. And uh, we did hear back from Kim Wilson. Two, two L's. L's. Sorry, that's your line. Sorry, my bad. Chuck. Episode 36. She said, it was great seeing you guys last week. Sadly, I didn't download your last episode during the race, so I was listening at midnight on my subway ride back to the hotel. Mm. The race was great. Now, I certainly hope the subway ride back to your hotel at midnight wasn't when you finished. Yeah. I'm hoping that's the case, Kim. I mean, who knows? I doubt it. No, no, but I'm you sure. finished, and that's great. Oh, that's, that's the important. That's, you know, that's the first step. Every runner will say that. That's what he tells me all the time. Yep. First step is just finishing. Yep. Well, first step is just doing it. Yeah. And then Show it up. doesn't matter what your time is. Just mm -hmm. finish the race if you can. You know, yeah. you don't want to get hurt or whatever. But Yeah, but we were talking the night before. She's done like prep yeah. work. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's been, she knows what her body needs. When well, she's on this crazy. She wants to run one in every in state, In every state, right? I yeah. think so, yeah. Which Chuck, is have you so ever cool. run any type of marathon? 5K? Anything? Oh, 10K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, when I was in college, I used to get into the... 5K, 10K thing. Never more than 10K. I'm not a distance person for sure. It's oh. I, I get in my head a lot, you know. Like when I'm running, all I can think about is like how much longer, how much further, <laughs> and you know, I it, like I'm not good at pacing any of that stuff. So, and now I think I'm just I would rather do like more low impact things. Sure. Right. For my 
knees and joints and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I do the like elliptical stuff and stuff like okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. And then let's end with this, shall we? So I'm a little afraid that littles are going to be afraid to approach me at any littles gathering because they might feel like I'm going to demand things from them. Um, so I would have liked to say that's not going to happen, but quite honestly, if you don't have a Chuck and Roxy number, Dina in Damascus is in fact going to harass you. And rightly so. Who doesn't want a Chuck and Roxy number? But I would like to point out, I do not, in fact, get kickbacks from anybody that I harass who do things. So I'm just doing it out of the goodness of my heart. Now, if you're nice, Littles, there might be a blooper attached to that that we might play later in a little bit. So if you're nice and not naughty, we might play it for you. (laughs) Uh, But thank you, Dean and Damascus, episode 53, for sending that in. All right, you two, that's all the time we have. Chuck, it was great to have you back on. Yes, thank you so much. I'm, I'm sorry I'm only half a person. My head chopped off, but I wish everybody well. The remaining <laughs> now, the remaining four teams, I guess now. Right? Chuck, do you remember how far you made it last year? I don't. I think it was six or seven, maybe. Yeah, I can't remember for us either. I think we just made it one step further. I think we okay. made top five, mm-hmm. and then we yep. lost going to the four. So I think this yeah. is the week we were chopped last week, but I'm not sure, to be honest. I, it it might have been the same, and then we're probably next to go, I'm guessing. It, it just cracks me up. It all just depends on the week, it does. obviously. Oh, yeah. totally. It's a lot of luck. And, and you know, now these last six or seven teams, it's all pretty close. So, yeah. It's, you yeah. know, go well, their Chuck, way. There's four left. It's only four. Yeah, there's four top left. four, right? I think. So that's four good. That's good. You made it, you've made it to the top four. I think so I guess Christmas Day is the last. I don't know, to be honest. That'll be a good, that'll be a good Christmas present for whoever wins. The yeah, league. yeah. So. If I don't talk to you in the podcast, happy holidays. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and we're just glad that you got to come on to prove Brandon. Episode hey, you'll be happy right? that I introduced yeah. uh, Sophia to White Christmas today. So she, we haven't got that far, but she's made it to, they're in Vermont. So we got that far. Oh, oh okay. in Vermont. All right. Yeah. Oh, so I figured she would like better. all this. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Absolutely. She'll love all the dancing. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. All right, let's get out of here, you two. Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. Go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. Everything you need is over there. And don't forget, if you do listen to us on Apple and iTunes, don't forget to give us a nice rate and review over there. Oh, we didn't talk about the schedule. We're not sure what's happening this weekend yet. I have a sister coming in from Tennessee to visit. And so obviously we have a lot of stuff planned. She's only here for two and a half days, basically. So, I mean, who knows? Knowing us, she might pop up as a third wheel on the podcast. But then that might get dropped on Sunday instead of Saturday. I don't know. We do have a lot of stuff planned. So there might not just be an episode. And I'm not sure what the big show is doing, you know, because Hanukkah starts this weekend as well. Yes, it does. And that's why I'd kind of like to do an episode because we're going to play some good Dan Byrne tunes. And we got some fun stuff planned for you. But we'll keep you posted on Twitter and all that stuff. And if not, we'll see you. Th- we'll, you know, as Tony says, when it shows up in your your thing, you'll hit play, hopefully. <laughs> so anyway, that's all the time we have. Thanks for listening to the Loyalist Podcast. Thanks again, Charlie Warren, for coming on to Meet the Littles. And Roxy, if you need a book for go, this holiday. Go to Aaron'sBooks.com. And don't forget, when you're checking out in the comments section, that's where you use our code. LLPOD. And that's where you'll get your discount. He'll send you a message back and all that good stuff. So the most important thing, as always, is if you are out shopping online tonight. Don't forget to. Use the code, people. <laughs> I'm a little worried now that all littles will avoid me when um, if they see me at Littles. In two miles, take exit 19A for I-79 South toward Pittsburgh.
The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. I can live with that. Oh, yeah.